0: All right, well, how's everybody doing today? Yes, let's start over. Come on, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Uh, That was pretty weak, but, uh, you know, the music was a little weak, so it kind of felt like that. But let me try it one more time and get excited. If you're first time, it's like, why does he do this every time? Well, I just, I do it. I do it a couple times. How's everybody doing today? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. On your way in this morning, on your way in, for those of you in person, you you got a a key tag. And uh, I'm going to fumble with it right now, so you might as well fumble with yours right now. And for the next few minutes, I want to encourage you to fumble with it. What you're going to do is you're going to take the little ring off. And as you take the ring off, what will happen is you can then be able to slide out the little piece of paper inside of it. Okay? So I'm doing it right now. You can do it at the same time. I'm encouraging you to take this piece of paper out and then grab a pen in the chair in front of you. And I want you to write two things on this, because at the end of the service we're going to use these, these key tags as part of the unlock series. I need you to write two things on this, very small, just two, name, two things, two words, a name and a need. A name and a need. Whatever that name is represented that you want God to do something in over the next 21 days, whatever that need is that you have in these 21 days, I want you to write your name and your need. And at the end of the service... Everyone is going to, and trust me, it's not that weird, it's not that bad. Everyone's going to make their way to the front. You're going to drop your, your uh, uh, key tag. This one is already completed, and you're going to drop it off here at the front, and what will happen is, is others will drop theirs and then pick someone else's up. So it's going to be just a random uh, uh, collection and dropping off of the key tags. Okay, so here's what's going to happen over the next 21 days. People... And and the name doesn't have to be specific. It doesn't have to be like first and last name. It can be just, you know, my daughter and her health or whatever that thing is. But whatever that is, I want you to write the name and the need And then you're going to drop it off up on on the stage and then you're going to take someone else's. And for the next 21 days, you're going to be praying over those needs. Because how many of you know, if they're writing down that kind of need on their their key tag, it's important. It's specific, it's important, it's special. So you better be praying for those. Put them on your key ring and be praying for those during our next 21 days uh, of prayer and prayer and fasting. Does that sound good? Everybody good with that? Everybody understand? Awesome. 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 Well, again, welcome to Renew Church. My name is Pastor Trevor. I'm super excited about this brand new sermon series. It's it's kind of the the, the spiritual growth that's going to kick off everything else that we believe God wants to do in 2022 and, and into the next year. It's, it's the um, feeling of, man, Preparing before we before we go, you know, it's it's getting healthy, it's getting right, it's getting everything where it needs to be in place before we can even start. Um, so I want to talk to you for just a minute about uh, relationships. When I was uh, a kid, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends. Um, I know, surprise, right? Most of y'all were, were blown away by that. In the second grade, I had this girl, uh, a, a crush on this girl named Nessa. And she would pretend to like me, and then she would like my best friend, Matt. All the while, the relationship never went anywhere. And then there was this girl on a church ski trip, and uh, this, we were on the bus, and I liked her, but I don't even know if she liked me, and I never talked to her after we got off the bus that day. Then there was this girl at a fast food restaurant, and as I was getting a cheeseburger, I also got her phone number. And... Um, That was the end of it. I mean, I talked to her one time afterwards, but trust me, um, it's better that I didn't talk to her ever again because um, she just wasn't the right person for me. I'm I'm certain of that. Um, Then in the eighth grade was like my first, maybe official girlfriend. Um, And the reason it was official is because somebody categorized and told me I fit the category of being, you know, having a girlfriend. Um, But I only spoke to her for. In, in two weeks, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for two weeks, and I only spoke to her three times in that two weeks. Like, we talked a lot more when we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend than we did after we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Isn't that weird? But that's middle school relationships, right? And we never, we never spoke. Um, until 11th grade, and I met my wife. And we started to actually do these little, like, progressions, and the first one was we talked. You've heard that before. We're talking. And then we started dating. And then after we were dating, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for like four years. And um, then four years later, we got married and we've been married for 22 years. You should clap for that. So, what was the problem with the first relationships? What was the issue that I had with the first relationships? The issue that I had with the first you know, people that I was either interested in or connected to or, or, or boyfriend or girlfriend with, is the problem was we never talked, right? And you know, what the opposite is true for my, my current relationship. You know what is causing us to, to have a 22-year relationship is, right? It's the fact that we talk, that we're in communication, that we talk to one another. Have you ever had this, like, said to you or you've said it to someone else, like, hey, we need to talk. We need to talk right? It, that, that's a comment that's usually made when there's either big news to share, like you're excited, you want to share, share this with your friend, or you're in the middle of an argument, and it hasn't even started yet, But it's a so maybe it's not the middle. It's the beginning of an argument, and you're like, we need to talk, right? Have you heard that before? Have you said that before, maybe? It's uh, where we are in this series. Before I get too deep into the message um, on unlocking conversations, I want to talk about unlocking conversations with your in your in your personal relationships before we even talk about it with God. Like how in the world are you going to have a, a relationship with God, a good conversation with God, if you don't have good conversations with your, your spouse, your parents, your kids, your coworkers, your employees, whoever they are? Let me just challenge you in this, and this isn't the message, this is just a side note. If you're not talking to somebody, let's start talking to them. Amen. Send a text put a message, not a tweet, not, a, not a, a Facebook post just to make them see it in a roundabout sort of way of what you're feeling or thinking. Talk to that person. Because how are you going to unlock your relationship with God in the conversation with God if you can't even unlock it with your, your spouse or your kid? We need to talk. In the Old Testament, that concept of, of talking, it was a little bit different. Not everyone had the same Opportunity to hear from God that we do today. There were prophets like Elijah and Elisha. There were Ezekiel and Jeremiah. There were kings like David, a man after God's own heart, and Solomon. But the primary structure of the Old Testament was such that the priest went before God to present offerings, make sacrifices, and seek God. But not everyone had the same experience and opportunity to hear from God. In the weeks ahead, over these next three weeks, we'll look at the New Testament, though, and how the Holy Spirit is made available to us, and not requiring us to have an earthly priest. We have what is known as as the priesthood of believers. In fact, um, we'll focus a little bit more on the relationship that we have with the person of the Holy Spirit, God, uh, the Holy Spirit, in these next few weeks. But That's something that that in the Old Testament wasn't as normal. In in the Old Testament, when you had something, you would have to go before the priest and he would make sacrifice or he would make offering. He would do all of these things that needed to be done on your behalf. But now we don't have that. But there was a guy in the Old Testament, kind of an exception to the, the norm, and the Bible says that God would speak to him face to face as a man speaks with his friend. God would speak to him face to face as a man speaks to a friend. And that's where we're going to start in Exodus chapter 33. Actually, I'm going to give a little bit of context on this before we even go to the scripture. So Exodus 32, and I'm summarizing. The words aren't on the screen for this. But Exodus 32, if you don't know where I'm at in this, it's the it's, um, second book in the Bible. And uh, it's the story of the, the people of God. Being delivered out of uh, slavery, they're, they're making their exodus from slavery into the promised land. And in that time, there's 40 years of wandering and, and making bad choices, doing all kinds of stupid stuff. Well, Moses is up on the mountain talking to God. He has this relationship with God as, man, as as one speaks with his friend. And while Moses is up on the mountain, Aaron and all the Israelites are down in the valley. And guess what they're doing? They're making a golden cow. They're making this golden calf and uh, God gets upset. He tells Moses they're down there. They're doing some stupid stuff. Moses breaks the tablets. He goes down. He's angry. He burns the golden calf. He melts it over water and he makes them drink the water. Like he's so angry at them. They drink their God. It's insane. Exodus chapter 33, scooting ahead and I'm again summarizing a little bit. God is speaking with Moses and he says, leave this place and and you and the people... uh, were brought up out of Egypt and go to the mountain, the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to your descendants and I will send an angel before you to drive out all the people of the land. I'm summarizing here, but he says, go to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you. Go to the land. In other words, I'm sending you. You're going to get to go to the promised land, but I will not go with you. Why? He says, because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. I'm so angry, I could smash you. That's what God's saying to Moses and his people. So, um, Moses doesn't take that for an answer, and he creates this tent of meeting. It's, It's Outside of the camp, maybe you guys have heard in the old days, the tent meetings, it's where we get those ideas. It's like they they go outside of the camp, go out of the normal place, and Moses goes out there and he begins to seek God. And every time he seeks God, the pillar that was leading them, the cloud, it drops down on the tent and everybody just worships in that direction towards God that's in the tent meeting with Moses. Okay, so this is where it's at. This is that Moses in that, that relationship and this is what it looks like. For a man to speak with uh, for God to speak with Moses as a man speaks with his friend. Now I'm going to pick up in scripture verses, I'll read it and you can follow along on the screen. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know with whom you will sin with me. You, you, you have not let me know whom you will sin with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, Teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then the Lord says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people On the face of the earth, from all the other people on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. I'm going to read this, and I don't think they have this on the screen, but Moses says to to God, God, show me your glory. And then the Lord says, I'm going to cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there's a place near me where you may stand on a rock. And when my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. So he says, show me your glory. God says, you can't handle my glory, but I'm going to put you in the rock. I'm going I'm to put you in this little cave, this little spot in the mountain, and I'm going to cover you with my hand, and you're going to experience just the backside of my glory. That's how powerful God's glory is. I'm going to skip over to chapter 34, verse 28. It says, Moses was there with the Lord. So this is in that place, 40 days and 40 nights. He's, he's on, back on the mountain at this point without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So this is the second set, because the first set he broke. And when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. And when Aaron and all the Israelites saw, saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterwards, all the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face, but whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out, he told the Israelites what had been commanded. They saw that his face was radiant, and then Moses would put the veil back over his face, until he went in to speak to the Lord. Okay, so this is, this is where I, I felt like we were supposed to go, opening the series um, Unlocked. Opening the series about unlocking a conversation because like, when I think about a, a, a relationship and I think about communication with someone um, in the Bible, I think about immediately, even though this is Old Testament, I think about that verse. Exodus thirty-three, eleven, where God speaks to Moses as a man speaks with his friend. Amen. And if I, could, if I could somehow, some way, help give you the keys to experiencing that and, and having that same kind of conversation with God, like a man that speaks with his friend, that's, that, that would be the goal of this, this message. That would be the, the goal even of the entire series. If you could be able to speak to God as a man speaks with his friend, Man, that would, that would be what I would love to see happen in your lives. Amen. So here's the keys to unlocking the conversation. First of all, uh, according to what Moses did based on Exodus chapter 3, the first thing you've got to do is be teachable. The first thing you have to do is be teachable. In other words, uh, your pride and your, your, your stiff-necked attitude, that which the Israelites had, it doesn't help you in... Uh, Unlocking conversations and and building a a relationship with someone any more than it would with God. So you've got to be teachable. Moses said to, to God, he says, teach me your ways so that I may continue to find favor with you. The second thing you've got to do if you want to unlock the conversation is you've got to stay close. You've got to stay close. Moses said to the Lord, he said, do not send us if you're not going with us. Like, you, I don't care if we get to go to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. If you're not going with us, I'd rather stay here in the desert. you got to stay close. The most intimate conversations are those where you're alone and nobody's listening and you're with someone in that quiet place and you know there's no distractions that could get in the way. If you want to unlock the conversation with the Lord, you've got to stay close. Amen. The third part is, is to seek his glory. Yeah. To seek his glory, Moses clearly says to him, as, as a man speaks to this with his friend, he just says, show me your glory. That's what he says to him. And God grants his request. He gives it to him. He doesn't give it to him directly the way that he wanted. He didn't give it to him face to face, but he... He says, this is the most you can handle because you can't handle me, but I'll put you in the cleft of the rock, I'll cover you, and you'll see the backside of my glory. That's how much, that's how powerful His glory was. And then finally, the fourth key to unlocking the conversation, so so it's be teachable, stay close, seek His glory. And and let me say this about seeking His glory. I didn't say seek anybody else's glory, not, not seek your own glory not seek renew church's glory, not seek uh, you know, some kind of credit for anything. Oftentimes, and I say this, and it's almost out of habit, but I, it, I try not to allow it to be out of habit, when somebody compliments me about something that God's doing, you know what I say? To God be the glory. To God be the glory. And it, it's almost out of habit that I'm like, yeah, to God be the glory. But I have to remind myself that all the time, because otherwise, guess what? I start to seek my own glory. I start to be able to say, wow, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. And so when somebody says, hey, man, that was a really, really good message. It's only happened once in my life, but I say to God, be the glory for that one message. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. But seek His glory. And then finally, experience the afterglow. The final, final point is, is, if you want to unlock the conversation the fourth key is to experience the afterglow. So Moses fasted for forty days and forty nights. We've started a fast; it starts today. I encourage you to jump in, even if you weren't completely prepared. I'm not saying to to give up all eating and don't do what Moses did—forty days of bread, no bread or, or water. Don't do that. Like I, I don't want to like preach a funeral in forty days. Um, but he was seeking his glory. He got close to him, and and. Uh, when he came down from the mountain, like there was this glow we read about, right? There was this, this thing that was happening that when, they, when, when, when he came down from the mountain, all the Israelites, they saw this, and they were like, wow, there's this radiant face on Moses. He didn't even realize he had it until they told him, and then he would veil his face, cover his face to do it. The New Testament, the Apostle Paul talks about this, this instance in the Old Testament in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And this is what it says. Paul says, Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? That's a really confusing verse, but let me just let me explain it. The ministry that brought death, that's the, that's the law. He brought down these heavy stone tablets, these burdens too much for anyone to bear on their own, and he brought these things down that said, man, don't look at a woman in the wrong way. Don't commit adultery. Don't do all of these things. You can't, you can't sin, and if you sin, you got to pay the price. And the price is death. And if it's not your death, it's the death of an animal, a spotless lamb, a sacrifice. You bring these things, you do these things, but he says, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of, of Moses because of it, how much more will the ministry of the Spirit be glorious? Amen? You guys aren't with me yet. In other words, if it's, if it's powerful what happened when they came off the mountain with the, with the stone and the law that brought death, how much more powerful... And how much more like of a, a, a radiant reflection will it be when the Spirit of God comes down on someone? It's going to be greater. It's going to be more. It's going to be more powerful. It's going to be more effective. It's going to impact more people. If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much glor- more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the, un- with the surpassing glory and if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Yes. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were dull. For to this day, the same veil remains when the Old Covenant is read. This is talking about the Jewish faith. Those people, they, they, they know the Old Covenant, they know the Old Testament, they know the first five books. They know the law. But when you begin to talk about the New Testament and the New Covenant and Jesus, the Messiah, there's a veil that covers them. And it has not been removed because only Christ, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Man, I, I want you to get this. The afterglow is not just for Moses and Mount Sinai. The afterglow is for you and I. To be able to experience the Spirit of God in such a way that when people walk away from their interactions with you, after your interaction with God, your conversation with God, they, they say, there's something different about you. There's, you're not the same person you were. guy in a church, actively serving in a church, and his, his family told me this story, and I'm keeping it anonymous, but some of his other family's like, what's, what's the matter with so-and-so? He's a, he's he's like weird. What's the matter? And 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 the father's like defending. Like there's nothing the matter with him. There's something the matter with you. There's nothing the matter with him. You see what it is, though? It's the spirit of God. And people see it. They feel it. They know it. They sense it. It's all over them. I want you to experience that. I want you when you when you walk through your your life. I want people to say, wow. You are a a follower of Christ, aren't you? We didn't even talk yet. How'd you know? And it's not because of my church shirt, or my Jesus shirt, but because of the afterglow that's happened. You see, Moses, the keys to, to the conversation are, be teachable, seek his glory, stay close, experience the afterglow. And God says, my presence will go with you. God says, I will give you rest. God says, I am pleased with you. God says, I know you by name. And his face was radiant because he was with the Lord. To grow in your relationship, you have to unlock that conversation. You've got to figure out ways to to open up that conversation. Here's some ways that you can do that. 21 days. 21 days of prayer and fasting. There's a prayer guide that you're going to be able to take home. You can get, get one in the lobby on your way out. You can also download them. They're on our website. Uh, everywhere, if you're, if you're in our uh, weekly email update, then you're going to get a daily email and the PDF version is there. You're going to be able to have access to our 21 days of prayer and fasting. You're going to also have access to our weekday video devotionals. Those are going to show up in your inbox and it's a, just a short devotional on the, 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 what is happening during the, the daily devotional uh, brought by some of our different speakers. There's nights of worship. This is another way to get connected, experience the afterglow. Come to the night of worship tonight, 7 o'clock. Come to the night of worship. If you want to grow and you want to glow, come to the night of worship tonight at 7 o'clock. There's going to be a, uh, uh, a healing service. And whatever the Holy Spirit leads, we're going to have a, a powerful time at 7 o'clock tonight. Believing God's going to do great things at that. Take this key tag. I already threw mine down. You have your key tag. Take your key tag with your name and your need. And begin praying for your name and your need. Begin lifting that name and that need up to God for, for that person that you took because in just a minute when we sing, you're going to be able to, to uh, trade yours out with someone else's. And lift that up every time you get in your car. Every time you open a door, you say, God, I lift up that name and that need. You know it more than I do and I pray for that person and that situation that they're dealing with. I want you to get involved. I want you to get plugged in. I, uh, I grabbed one of these, this morning. And, and this is uh, from our, our, uh, either our security team or our, our production team. I'm not sure which one, but this is, uh, anybody know what this is? It's a walkie-talkie. So the way the walkie-talkie works, so if it's from the, one of the guys out in the parking lot on the, on the parking team, here's what happens. They're kind of watching and they're greeting. They're kind of doing security while they're saying hello, right? And so they're out there and they're, they got a smiling face on. They don't do this. We tell them, Don't do this, smile, keep your hands open, tell them glad you're here, welcome to church, all of that. But if there's a need, if there's an issue, there's something that comes up, guess what they've got to do? They've got to have a little bit of a communication with one another, like, hey, um, maybe sometimes there's serious issues, and other times it's like, hey, little Miss, um, you know, Granny Smith has just pulled in in her, um, you know, town car, and there's not a front row space, tell so-and-so that always parks up front, he needs to move his car so Granny Smith can, can have a parking space. Can, can you do that for me? And, and so they do something like that, maybe. They, I don't, they wouldn't do that to you guys, trust me. But for whatever the need is, they, they push this button and they talk about it. And if they push the button and they started to talk about it and they said, hey, and by the way, I saw your shoes today. Are those new? Those are really, really nice. Those are awesome. I like that. And, and uh, what are you guys doing after lunch today, uh, after church today, where are you going for lunch? And, and they just continued to talk in, and hold this button down. You know what happens? You have no idea if Granny Smith got her car, you know, her space so that she could you know, park her car. You have no idea because why? Because all you've been doing the whole time is talking. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're constantly talking. Now, if you want the person on the other end, the receiver, to then share with you, to communicate with you, hey, so and so's moving the car, just in fact, just valet her and, and we'll park her car for, for her, it's all good. The only way you're going to know that is by letting go of that. you You can't do it if all, the whole time you're just talking, 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 you're holding down the button the whole time. Does that make sense? So, application for us is, there's oftentimes this, this you know, 21 days of prayer and read the Bible and do the, the devotionals and come to night of worship and, and, and push to talk. That's all push to talk. We're all doing these things. We're doing our part. But the other part of the two-way communication is let go to listen. Let go to listen. And I think that's the problem sometimes with our conversations. That's why our conversations are locked. I think that's the reason why, is because oftentimes we can't let go enough to listen. We're in too much control to say, God, what what are you doing, what are you saying? Where are you moving? So I challenge you. Be active. Be engaged. Push to talk. It's one way in the conversation. But then as you speak, and when you finish speaking, let go to listen. Say, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? How are you going to work and move in my life? This morning we're going to uh, conclude with a, uh, just a time of prayer and, and then that we're going to sing that song and that's when you're going to come out and come up and exchange your tags. But um, before we even do that, I'm just going to give you this opportunity to respond. Why don't, why don't we stand together this morning? And as you stand this morning and, and uh, even I encourage you to bow your heads, and close your eyes. This is just a private moment. Sixty seconds of practicing the, 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 the practice of listening, letting go to listen. Sixty seconds just to say, okay God, what are you saying to me? You've done plenty of talking today. You've done enough talking this year. Now it's time to let go to listen. If God is saying to you, hey. I want to be able to to have a two-way communication with you. You need to slow down a little bit. You need to quiet down a little bit. You need to get away from your social media a little bit. You need to take a break. Maybe it's a relationship that's not good. Maybe it's a habit or an addiction. Whatever that thing is, just take enough time. Let go to listen and say, God... Have your way. It's my desire that through this series you experience the afterglow. That the Holy Spirit starts to do something in you and in us. So that every time we leave this place, people are like, man, what is different about you? What is that church that you're a part of? We can say, to God be the glory. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed Nobody's looking around The first step Always in a relationship Is uh, just the The first conversation Just stepping out Saying hi uh, You know Putting yourself out there a little bit Right Being vulnerable If you don't know Jesus The first step is being vulnerable with him Saying God I need you Jesus, I need you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to invite you even this morning to take that step. To ask Jesus to come into your life, to forgive you of your sins, to to begin the relationship with Him. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I'm going to lead those that are in the room, actually everybody in the room, even the believers in the room, because there's no reason why uh, somebody should pray alone in this. If you're a believer, I'm still going to ask you to pray this prayer alongside me. Pray it out loud and with me. And it's a prayer that goes like this. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father I thank you, I thank you for, sending your son Jesus for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Cross for I, know sinned, I know that I've sinned, that I've made mistakes, that I made mistakes. But, I but I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my life And to be my Lord, my Savior. Today, I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made a decision today, and with your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just one more moment, if you made a decision today, man, I want to encourage you um, to fill out a connection card. Let us know that you made that decision. Drop that off at the, the, the tent. Um, and uh, connect with one of our ministry team leaders there that can help you take your next step. If that was you today, if you made that decision, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? Maybe first time or even a recommitment to Jesus. If that was you today, just lift your hand right where you're at. Praise God. Here's the second part of this. Maybe God is speaking to you. Maybe God is speaking to you about just hearing from him, and you just have to let go to listen. You've been walking with him for a long time, but you've been pushing the talk button for a long time. And he says, I'm tired of you pushing the talk button. I want you to let go and listen to me. If you want to hear from God, and you're willing to let go to listen, would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm making that declaration today. During these 21 days, I'm going to listen to the voice of God. I see your hands all over the room. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God. So, God, you see hands, but you also see hearts. You know each and every person in the room and everything they're facing, everything they're dealing with. God, I thank you for those that have made the decision to follow you, to surrender their life to you, to be a new creation in Christ. God, but I also thank you for these that have maybe been following you for a long time, but they've been talking too much, and today they've made the declaration, the decision that they're going to listen God, I pray that we would be able to hear your voice, that we'd be able to experience your afterglow, that there would be this such a radiance around us that when people encounter us, they would say, wow, look what the Lord has done. To God be the glory. God, do a work in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you for this. We thank you for what you're going to do as you continue to unlock conversations, unlock potential. God, as you unlock the secret to a relationship with you, God, in ways that we've never seen before. We're believing for it. We're expecting it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people said, Amen. "Amen." As we sing this closing song, I'm going to invite you and encourage you. Make sure that you've completed your little tag. Put your name and your need. If you haven't done it yet, do it now. And uh, make your way to the front. Drop those tags off and then pick someone else's up. There will only be an equal number of tags as, as many as dropped. So I need everyone, everyone in the room to come forward and place them along this side of the stage or this side of the stage and, uh, and participate with us in this 21 days of prayer. Let's sing together.
1: Speed.
2: Just continue to have her in her in your prayers. Um, she will. She, they're look. They're hoping to be released next week. But praise God for that. That is an answered prayer. So as Pastor Trevor had mentioned numerous times during the service, we are beginning our 21 days of prayer and fasting today. So we are challenging you guys. Just lean into this. Lean into the prayer. Pray for the needs of the ones that you picked up. Pray for the needs of everybody in this church. We just need to come together. Prayer and fasting and just lean into this prayer and fasting. Also with that, um, over the next three weeks here at 7 o'clock on August 7th, starting today, next week on the 14th and also on the 21st, we will be having nights of worship. If you have never attended a night of of worship, I don't want to say you guys are missing out, but you guys are missing out. So please join us tonight, um, night of worship. It's just gonna be a great time of fellowship. We're gonna worship the Lord, prayer. It's just gonna be a powerful night. You leave change during those events. And that brings to next week, August 14th, I am sorry students, that is Back to School Sunday. If you listen closely, you can hear the tears welling up already. Um, But yes, next week is Back to School Sunday. We are going to be handing out 150 backpacks with school supplies in them already. We're blessing families. Um, We're gonna have a special prayer service for uh, for the students and teachers. If you know those who have needs, you know parents who have students that are going back to school, just invite them to join you. It's gonna be a great time. We're gonna celebrate students going back to school, praying for them and for the teachers as well. And last but not least, if you would like to give to Renew Church, there are three ways to do so. You can do so by using the envelopes um, located in the seatbacks. On the way out, you can drop them off in the buckets um, located at the exit. You can also give online at www.renew.miami/giving, or you can also give via text by texting "give" to 786-565-1165. Would you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for just the, the the constant reminders that you give us, Lord, that we just need to keep pressing in. Lord, we pray for over this challenge that has been presented, this 21 days of fasting, Lord, I just pray that you just prepare the hearts of everybody in this room um, as we embark on this journey, Lord. I pray that this is just a powerful event for everybody that's involved. Lord, I pray over this offering. I pray that it's just used to advance your kingdom, Father. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys are all dismissed.